Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is not according to the plan. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can blank one on Amazon Prime. So, lots happened. It's always happened. Always, lots always happened. <sighs> I was thinking, though, about my brother. My older brother, Marcus. He's an aerospace engineer, wonderful guy. I love him to death. He is very meticulous. He's a very organized, you know, let's work through the plan, get everything in, in order, get all the pieces in place. And if the plan looks good, then we'll execute. Well, I've never been that guy. I've always been like a, let's just kind of leap and figure it out as we, on the way down. And as my company has progressed, I've had to do much, much more planning whether it be because of the marketing team needing to know in advance when I'm going to do something or my, my own team needing to know in advance when I'm going to do something. And frankly, I think it's just prudent for me to be able to do a little bit more planning. So I have started intentionally doing more active planning. But this building project from the beginning Nothing has gone according to plan. I've been thinking about this. I think maybe there was like three things that went according to plan. And quite literally everything else has not gone according to the original plan. Or the second plan. Or the third plan. Or any of the plans. This whole thing has just been one long disastrous fall down a hill with no idea how it's going to end. But I know how it's going to end. It's going to end with us in a building with all a bunch of new equipment and a bunch of new setups and more employees. And we're going to make that happen. Come hell or high water. Frankly, it feels like both of them are coming. So, I had this perfect plan that we were going to, I was going on Monday, I was going to go clean the workshop and I was going to order all the other things that we needed for the workshop that we had approved via the plan that we made on Saturday with Marilyn Ann. I was going to order all the things and then on Tuesday, they were going to be showing up between Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. I was going to assemble those put them where they needed to go. And then Friday, when we moved, everything would go with, in, in where it goes. It would come from the movers, it would be in its boxes, and then it would be put in the room, and then go on the racking that had just arrived, and I'd assemble. Well, that didn't happen. Um, or it doesn't look like it's going to happen, I should say. On Monday, in the afternoon, I'm placing $20,000 worth of orders for every different thing. We're talking new desks, new anti-fatigue mats. Uh, new racking, a lot of new racking, new carts, uh, new containers. We, I mean, we're buying a lot of new stuff. And the reason why, as I've mentioned before, is because up until this point, a lot of our equipment, a lot of our stuff has been what I could afford at the time, and I didn't replace any of it. And a lot of it's worn out or very, I'm going to use the word rickety. And it's definitely not the right setup for the job at hand, but it's done well enough for us so far. But now that we're working on, getting into a new space that's larger. We're working on increasing our productivity and our production overall. We're looking at hiring a bunch of people who frankly are not friends and family at this point. It's time for us to set up the workshop appropriately with the appropriate equipment and that costs a little bit of money. So we're doing that. All of the major pieces that I needed, for example, the four foot by 10 foot table. 
I originally wanted to buy a four foot by eight foot table. They didn't have that. So they said buy the four foot by eight, 10 foot table. So I bought that instead. And that was also back ordered. But they didn't mention that beforehand. But said it was in stock. So anyway, all of the major components that I need, the desks, tables, and frankly, one of the little things, but it's actually kind of a big thing, the metal dollies that go under the plastic collapsible containers that we're using for our scrap, all of those are backward. Now, they're supposed to come on Friday, and realistically, I found a bigger problem, which was that because of the shipping shortage, or because of the shortages that are caused by the raw materials, which frankly, I think is actually a bigger problem with the labor shortages, and that's caused by the labor shortages, which are a side effect of a variety of things, economically speaking, but definitely the COVID lockdowns and the eviction moratoriums and the unemployment benefits and a bunch of other things. So the, the shortages, labor shortages lead to material shortages because if you don't have people to work the mines, you don't have people to drive the trucks, you don't have people to operate the machines, you don't have, I mean, you can't produce things. So we're dealing with material shortages and labor shortages, and they're the same shortage. And that's causing all of the equipment we need to be delayed or to not come when we need it to come. And on top of all of that, we realize that it's going to come, some of it's going to come Friday before we need it. A little bit of it's going to come Friday, but most of it's not going to come till afterwards. Now, for example, one of the desks we're buying from the company we're buying it from, they said you can buy one per day per customer. Well, I could go make a whole bunch of different customers and try to get around that. When it comes down to it, that is one solution. But the problem is, is that rather, we're, I mean, I'd have to ship them to a bunch of different addresses because otherwise they're going to know it's all going to the same address. And realistically speaking, the fact that we can only buy one per day and they're not coming from the local warehouses, which means that they take days in shipping, means that I don't even know if we're going to have any desks on Friday. We might have one. I think there's one coming today, maybe one coming tomorrow. So maybe we'll have two. We're definitely not going to have any of the racking that we need. That's not coming until the ninth. optimistically. Who knows when the table will get here? Who knows when the cutting mat that's supposed to go on that 10-foot table is going to get here? We still got to figure out this window problem. I figured out that we got a local window person to come out and quote it. And I met with the gentleman, one of the gentlemen that uh, has helped the warehouse a lot who I've mentioned before, Smedley. And we looked at the window that would need to come out and we kind of played around with the windowsill and to figure out what, how it was attached. Short answer is, it's probably just going to need to get broken. I don't know if there's a good way to replace it without I mean, reinstalling a new frame. It was built in the 60s. When the building was built in the 60s, the windows look original. They are single, single pane glass. And 10 of the 13 are broken in some way, cracks. So we got to break the window, probably, to get the machine in. Then we got to replace the window with something. And the, I called the glass installers locally. They're going to come out and get us a quote for the pricing on that. But they said that they wouldn't be able to get it reinstalled for three to four weeks. Okay. Well, at this point, we're going to have to put up plywood in the window then because we have to get the machine moving. We have to buy. I haven't even bought the machine because I didn't know we could get it in the building. So there's a lot of these pieces of this puzzle. And... You know, I'd had these dreams and visions in my head that we were going to rent this place and that we were going to move all of the equipment in. And then Friday, I'd walk in 
or, or guess Tuesday after Labor Day, I'd walk into a workshop that was all finished and all ready and all of the pieces were there and all of the things were on their shelves and all that I needed to figure out was the stupid press. And if that's all I would have needed to figure out, that would have been pretty good. But that's not even remotely all. My new hope, based off of the lead times that I'm getting from the various suppliers, is that we'll actually have all of our equipment probably by the 9th or the 10th. So, now, I'm, I don't know, I'm not happy with that, but there's also not much I can do to change it, because if the people that I'm buying the materials from don't have the materials and they're not going to get them in, I can't make them go faster. The people we were buying the desks from, because we can only buy one per day per customer, I have now bought one every day so far, and they have to ship them separately, even though they're backward. Now, I brought up with the customer service people, who were very polite and very helpful, that, well, if they're not going to ship until, like, if all of them aren't going to ship until Friday when the next batch comes in, and I have to place one order per day, and so you have an order... You have five orders for one desk that isn't going to ship till Friday. Why couldn't you put all five orders on one pallet and ship it once? Well, they're not going to do that. They don't really have a method of doing that. Now, I can understand from a productivity and a production standpoint that there are times, I mean, if you build really good processes that allow for your system to work very smoothly internally, there are times when it does things that are illogical. And I think this is one of those times where because of the way their system is built, it most of the time works out very well. But in this particular instance, because of the procedures, policies, and rules for how they fulfill orders and how they do their shipping and everything like that, it's becoming illogical. So we're going to get a shipment of either, we're either going to get one truck with five pallets of one thing on each pallet, or we're going to get Five trucks, each with one thing on a pallet. It's, anyway. It just didn't go according to plan. Not even close. But, like all of this, like this whole process, we just solved the problem in front of us. We just roll with the punches. We have to go back to the moving people now, and we have to tell them that we actually need to move the racking. We were going to dispose of it. But the old racking, we're going to need to move into the, you know, the new warehouse because we don't have a place to put things otherwise. We talked about maybe just leaving them on the floor in the boxes for a week or two. That didn't go over very well, mostly because it's going to make for a disastrous mess very quickly. <sighs> to be honest, I'm really tired of this. I'm getting very tired of this. You're never supposed to vent down. A good manager, a good boss, a good leader allows his subordinates or her subordinates to vent upward. They can complain to you about the people under them. And the person under them can complain to them, right? Venting can always go up. But you're not supposed to. A good leader doesn't vent downwards. And that may seem counterintuitive, but that's I think that's right. I think that, that if you are a good leader, you don't put your burdens onto your team. It's your job to be a strong, 
positive, encouraging figure. You need to be the kind of person that no matter what goes wrong, you're the one that says, don't worry, we can get this. Don't worry, we'll solve this. Don't worry, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. And it's taking a toll on me. On top of all of this, as I've mentioned before, my wife has a broken foot. Which means that not only am I dealing with all of this uncertainty and all of this confusion and all of this constant revision to the plan at work, and I'm dealing with an, an ever-changing landscape of new relationships, trying to work with the new landlord and their team to figure out how, like, you know, who's going to pay for the window, right? And you know, you'd logically say, well, we should pay for the window, right? Colin should pay for the window because we're the one that's breaking it. But the thing is, it's already broken, right? So theoretically, in a normal circumstances, if a window's broken, a landlord would replace that as part of the regular building. And it's not just that this one's broken, it's all, like, it's 10 of 13 panes. But at the same time, this landlord is, I mean, we came to them to rent this space. We didn't, you know, it wasn't like they were advertising that this is a space for rent. This was a place that they didn't have any intention on leasing out that we kind of asked them to. So we've got those changing relationships and trying to communicate with them and kind of, I mean, the gentleman I'm working with seems very fair. He does have a good sense of fairness. And he does seem helpful, but it's, I mean, he's also a prudent businessman. So I don't think that there is a, a sense in his mind that, you know, he's not one to waste money. That's one of the things about Wisconsin business. It's not one to waste money. So I've got that relationship I'm working on navigating, and I've got to help out a lot more with my 19-month-old son. Well, he's going to be 20 months soon. And... The fact that I got to do all the cooking and all the cleaning because Leah can't really get up. And it's, it's difficult. I'm really feeling the weight these days. You know, I just did another, I, I mean, I've had the last five days, six days, including the weekend. I worked, I mean, I worked 12-hour days on Saturday and Sunday. I worked all last night on the revision to the Remarkable prototype because I just cannot figure that out. I think this new revision will... I mean, I said that about the last one, but who knows? Maybe it will. And so there's just a lot going on. The thing that I think is encouraging in all of this, the thing that's keeping me going, is that we're close. A lot closer than we've been this whole time. There was an experiment done with rats. If you take a rat, or a mice, I guess, and you put it in a bucket of water. It'll tread water for the experiment about 18 minutes. And then it drowned. But if you take a similar animal, a similar mice, you put them in the bucket of water for 17 minutes and 55 seconds, right? As they're right as they're about to go under the water. And you rescue them. You give them a, a few minutes of rest. And then you put them back in the bucket to tread water again. They will last hours, multiples of hours, treading water. Because hope and willpower are incredibly powerful forces. And so for me, I have to continue to keep the hope of where we're going to be soon. 
And I have to realize that even though the goalpost of when this mission is going to be accomplished has continued to move on me for months now, we have made progress. And we are closer now than we've ever been before. And so even if the goalpost continues to move on me, I know that I'm, I'm almost there. And so I can stay hopeful and I have to keep powering through. And I think, frankly, when the move is done and we've hired a couple of new people and we're into kind of the new normal, which I'm hoping that by the end of September we're there, I'm going to probably take a week or two off because this is just wearing me down really bad. Who knows? All right, thanks guys for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button. Be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, accessory, anything we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. And text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate your patience. If you do want to give us a phone call, we are available Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. We don't work federal holidays, but uh, if you want to call us or text us during that time, uh, feel free to 414-434-9001. You can call or text that number. If we don't get a hold of us or you can't get a hold of us either because we're on the phone with somebody else or we're out of office, um, feel free to leave us a voicemail. We, we do try to return those as soon as we can, so that's a good option. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow. Both a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on as well as leaving a nice comment in the YouTube videos. Or if you want to leave a review on the product, you can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews. You can read all of our amazing reviews there, but also there's a uh, leave us a good review. Click on that button. It'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. It says, do you recommend the Murdy Creative Co. Company? You click yes, and you can write your amazing review. We love them. We read them. Uh, I read them to all, all of our team, and it seems to really encourage everyone around here. So we do appreciate that. If you're going to leave us a bad review, there is a button on that page that says get directly in contact. Please, 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 before you leave us a bad review, give us an opportunity to make it right. It's deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with the company. We will do anything and everything that we can to make it right, including and up to recrafting, refunding. We'll take care of you. Please give us that opportunity before you leave us a bad review, though. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so tell your friends and family. Uh, if you want to get a little something for doing that, go check out the bottom left-hand corner of our website. There's a rewards tab. You click on that, you log in. Uh, once you're logged in, you get 5% back on every purchase you make as in-store credit. But also, there's a shareable link there. If you share that link with your family and friends, they get $5 off their first purchase. You get $5 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. So it's a great way to share the company. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything. So if you've got any questions or things that you think that you'd like to know more about, uh, definitely reach out. Leave it in the comments below on YouTube or send us an email, sales, S-A-L-E-S, at murdycreative.co, and the team will make sure that I see it. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell, for gifts, giveaways, menus, we really do have a, a bulk discount option available. All you need to do is to add whatever your desired quantity of whatever things you want, and it is mix and match, to your cart, and the bulk discount will automatically be applied. It starts at five items, and it goes up from there. So if you want to just add whatever you want to your cart and click checkout, you'll be able to get that bulk discount applied. If you're not exactly sure what quantity you need and you have more of a specific budget in mind, Feel free to reach out to us, S-A-L-E-S, at birdiecreative.co. We'll be happy to talk through the, the way the bulk discount program works, and we can figure out kind of what the best uh, quantity is for your price point. If you're looking for custom engraved items, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. It is a simple, flat fee, 
of $15. That $15 is before the book discount as well. So if you're looking to get just one, there's no problem with that. It's going to be $15 normally, maybe go up a little bit depending on size or complexity, but that's rare. Um, so you can get just one of something, but if you're a company, for example, and you want to get 20 of something with your logo on it, that $15 can come down quite a bit. If you're interested in doing that, feel free to send us an email with the image and uh, whatever you know product you're interested in, the quantity information, anything you can provide helps make the process faster. You can send that email to sales, S-A-L-E-S, at prettycreative.co. We'll create a free mock-up for you as well as a custom order link that you can use to purchase. And the order link stays active afterwards, so you can use it to repurchase. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Goodbye.